welcome to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow on our fourth season. I think it's the fourth. It's gotten to the point where I don't remember anything anymore. Uh, And we're back from summer. I'm here with my co-host, Shayna. Hi, Shayna. In person. Yes, in person. (laughs) Things are going well over here, so we can can be in person right now. Uh, Shayna, how was your summer? It was amazing. I mean, this summer has been phenomenal with the weather and... You know, the summer's duga and the swimming and the ice cream and the hot dogs. And oh, my God. Yeah, it's been amazing. And you stayed in Sweden for the whole summer. Stayed in Sweden for the whole summer. But you were up north, right? Correct. We were up in Piteå, where my family is from, and uh, just had a phenomenal time. And then, yeah, uh, up at our summer stuga. You know, I was was told the other day, like, you shouldn't say landstället, which a lot of Stockholmers say, but someone in the office actually corrected me. And said, um, "That's actually quite snobby." Oh, <laughs> would it? Uh, what would that translate to? Well, like your country house, your land stand mm-hmm. right? I guess so. Yeah, I'm, most people just say a summer house. Yeah, but yeah. if it's not a summer house, because I'm like, it's not a summer house; it's a year-round house. It's my estate. It's my, my summer estate. estate. <laughs> I do not have a summer estate or oh, a stuga or anything. How was your summer? <laughs> my summer was very good. We did a lot of traveling. We went to Italy and to Texas, and uh, last this past weekend, I uh, took the ship to Gotland for a family birthday thing. So that was very nice, gorgeous weather until we came back on the back to Stockholm on the ship. And then it was crazy high seas and a storm coming in. But it was actually kind of fun. So, yeah, I've been running around like crazy and missing out on a lot of the good weather in Sweden. (laughs) But I've heard it's been it's been quite wonderful. So today, our first guest of season four or whatever season this is. I could always come in and just change what I say later. You know, I could dub in three or five. It's our fourth season. Sure. It's our fourth. So our guest today is Mustafa, who is originally from Egypt. Welcome, Mustafa. Thank you. Have I said that one right? Yes, Mustafa. Mustafa. Yes. <laughs> I put in, I, I was putting the, the accent on the wrong uh, area. Yeah. Mustafa. <laughs> and what part of Egypt are you from? Uh, I'm from Cairo. Mm, the yeah. one that we know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so what brought you to Sweden and how long have you been here? Uh, yeah, so uh, I came to Sweden in, back in 2020. Uh, I came as a master's student at Uppsala University and I studied master's degree in entrepreneurship and innovation and then uh, I've been here for two years now Uh, so uh, this is my third year in Sweden and I'm pretty excited about like exploring more about Sweden because I haven't done enough exploring for Sweden so uh, yeah I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah I feel so sorry for people who came in 2020 to anywhere really (laughs) because you don't get to see what things are actually like but what about your summer since we were just talking about that have you gotten to experience a nice real Swedish summer yeah I would say that like this is this is counted as my first summer in Sweden yeah. since like the last <laughs> one you know it was COVID and the restrictions all around the country but right now I think that yeah this is the real summer that I have attended and I've really enjoyed it it was amazing so what so. kind of things have you done and have you stayed in Stockholm or gone exploring anywhere else in Sweden yeah so I was living in Uppsala 
Uh, yeah, before so before uh, moving to Stockholm, and uh, I played volleyball. I went swimming. I went like to Gamla Uppsala, which is a really nice area where you can see like the sun and see like more green areas all around you. So I've been to many places and done many activities as well. So I would say that this is one of my best summers ever. That's wonderful. Okay, I have to ask you about the swimming. How did that go? I mean, was the water very cold? Because it's cold for me. <laughs> me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I haven't done it like until it's so warm so that's also right. good yeah that's good yeah. what about I have another question have you tried one of my favorite things in the summer is to go to the forest and I pick berries apples plums pears I've got like everything around have you done any of that or strawberries they have places where you can go and pick the strawberries have you tried any any of that Yeah, uh, but not this summer. So last summer, yeah, I've been to one of my friends' uh, summer house. (laughs) And yeah, uh, it was amazing. It was in the north of Sweden and we kind of collected some strawberry from that place. And I really enjoyed it. It's Uh, like candy, the Swedish strawberries. It's, It's crazy. But yeah. the, my family was uh, asking this weekend, they're, they're all Swedish and they were they were saying, well, does Sweden have like any kind of food? Because we were talking about other countries and like, oh, Italian food's so good and mm-hmm. everything. And they're like, well, is there anything like Sweden is best at when it comes to food? And I thought and I said, strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And also apples. Uh, Sweden like has really good apples, I and would so say. So yeah. many. I, I guess yeah. it's just the climate is very good for growing apples okay so you came here to do your master's why did you pick sweden to do your master's yeah that's a good question so actually like i was applying to three main countries Uh, so first it was sweden secondly germany and the uk and lucky I am, the Swedish embassy was the only one opening during COVID restrictions since Sweden didn't have this kind of lockdown like many other countries had in the past. And I got accepted at Uppsala University. And then here I am. So, <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. You'd never been to Sweden before. No. So I always tell people that I feel like Sweden kind of picked me. So it's not me who picked Sweden. Of course, I have applied for it, but also Sweden picked me by making me come here so that's amazing exactly (laughs) we're happy to have you here oh thank you (laughs) okay well now i gotta ask what were some of the big shocks when you came like culturally Uh, i feel like i have many things in my mind when it comes to this cultural shock i would say so before i come here uh, i have kind of read some articles about sweden like uh, swedish people also try to learn the language not managed it successfully so far but since everyone here speaks english uh, but yeah i i was trying to at least yeah yeah we're all trying to (laughs) get there eventually i'm i'm still working on it yeah (laughs) but i would say like one of the cultural shocks or like the cultural difference uh between sweden and egypt is that when i went into the streets here in in sweden in Uppsala, since i was living in Uppsala for my master's degree i found so many people doing work out around me running biking all this stuff Mm -hmm. and since i came from cairo which is quite like condensed city i haven't seen this kind of like activities and working out in the streets so that was yeah that was Ah. one of the things that i have noticed like people running around me and then i told myself like what's happening with them but then (laughs) (laughs) i realized oh they are working out yeah that's fine now (laughs) 
<laughs> Should I be running too? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's exactly. great! Yeah. What about uh, what about the food? Any uh, great or horrible discoveries? <laughs> well, uh, I was always asking my Swedish colleagues, like and friends, uh, what about the Swedish food here? Would you recommend you a place to go? And then they were telling me, "Do we really have Swedish food here?" Like <laughs> they kind of feel that all the Swedish food here is imported uh, from somewhere else. So. Or the uh, good food. Yeah, <laughs> or the good food. But yeah, I, I've been to Ikea, like trying to this shot polo, meatballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Honestly, yeah. that's the base, best place to go to get the real stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And I also like, um, I I had some Swedish friends who made Swedish food for me. So that also felt amazing for me to try authentic Swedish food. And one thing that I've tried and I really liked, and it's so authentic when it comes to the Swedish food, which is reindeer meat. And I loved it. So yeah, this reindeer meat, it was really nice. And And also the moose meat. So yeah, I Mm -hmm. liked it. I like that too. I feel bad eating them because they're... They're so cute, but it does yeah. taste good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do they serve yeah. the reindeer meat? Because yeah. my husband does it a certain way, and I'm curious to see if that's like the regular way to do it. Uh, it was salted. So yeah, it wasn't fried. It was salted reindeer meat. So I think like the hunters salted for quite a long time, and then you just cured. eat it. Yeah, it was cured meat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it was just the meat. It wasn't like in a dish with something else. Uh, no, like I had it uh, from one of my friends who lived in the north and her uncle is a hunter, like an official Ooh. hunter in Sweden. So they made it like for the family and also they sold it. Do you eat it like a, like almost like a beef jerky, right? Like strips of it. You just sort of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like this. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. 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 I liked it. Yeah. I always feel bad eating it around Christmas time because... You know, poor reindeer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Rudolph. Rudolph. (laughs) You know, we were talking about like, you know, sort of like the Swedish problems or Swedish, like anything unusual that, you know, you sort of got here like, why is it done this way? Yeah. (laughs) Or or like that kind of annoys you maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I would say when it comes to Sweden, I feel like the society here is quite... Um, introverts <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying it like in a specific way because since I came from a warm country which is Egypt you know Mediterranean country where it's so easily for you to uh, open a conversation with a stranger but here in Sweden I found it quite hard like I haven't been talked to from any other person let's say in the metro in the bus and of course it was COVID so people were taking distance for, away from each other but at the same time I feel like this is one of the most like noticeable difference between Egypt and Sweden like people who kind of I'm I'm not going to say introvert but I think that like I always tell my friends uh, it it is like this many Swedish people they have their own cycle of relatives friends etc and then it's not easy to break into this cycle and become like one of their friends and uh, all of this but at the 
same time, I feel like Swedish people are shy and they are respectful to other people as well. So that's also the positive uh, aspect. But yeah, this like introvert in the society is kind of like different uh, than the Egyptian way or the Egyptian people and how they do it. <laughs> so let's talk about that. What is the Egyptian way? I mean, I know what you're talking about. It's always yeah. the warmer countries are super friendly and people approach you, want to help you out and yeah. offer you, you know, hey, come to my house. And yeah. <laughs> that kind of, I've experienced so much of that in different places. Yeah, yeah. but I am also sort of like starting to think, is the entire world like that except for Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that could be it. So you can confirm it. Yes. <laughs> but um, while we're on the topic of Egypt, why is Egyptian cotton the best cotton? Like when you buy a sheet, what is it about Egyptian cotton that's just... Yeah, uh, I would say from my knowledge, from my own knowledge, that it's because Egypt is quite warm country, but not extremely warm. And as well as we have like good climate in general, good weather in general. So I think that's the main reason for this. So like the degrees of the temperature in Egypt would be between 20 to 40. So and I think that's the best climate for cotton. So Egypt mm. used to have ah. one of the best cotton in the world. So I think that's mm. the main well, reason for Sense. I yeah. thought it was about the thread count, like the way it was done. Egyptian cotton had X I amount of thread it's... count. Or maybe it's just a brand and we've all just been buying it. <laughs> going like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's both. But yeah, we, yeah. we used to, to know that the Egyptian cotton is so uh, like famous in the whole world. Yeah. So I think that's also like... It's like the uh, Swedish meatball, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm actually, so I, this is an interesting fact. So you are actually a trained doctor. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like yes. us to delve into that a little bit. So um, I had a medical education uh, and I'm a certified medical doctor in Egypt. Uh, and I practiced medicine for one and a half year. Uh, and then I came to Sweden. Um, so yeah, uh, that's like, uh, that's where I started my career. Uh, I started my career in medicine, actually. So not what I'm really doing at the moment. But you came to Sweden for an innovation degree, right? Like for so entrepreneur, entrepreneur or entrepreneurship yeah. and innovation. Yes, that's true. So you're like, I'm going to leave the doctor stuff behind. <laughs> I'm going to come and try and learn something <laughs> new. Or how long yeah. were you in medical school? How long did that take? Uh, like seven years. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Seven it years. And you practiced years. a year and a half. Yeah. And then you stopped. <laughs> that's a so lot like, of time. Yeah. So like the idea that's like I haven't stopped completely. Uh, so when I came to Sweden to study my master's degree, I kind of tried to include medicine in the whole topics of the master's degree. So for example, my master's thesis was about digitalization of healthcare, mm-hmm. Ooh, a comparison yeah. between different countries, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of tried to include medicine always in my studies as well. Um, and I think that uh, I've applied to uh, be a medical doctor, a licensed doctor in Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, but it takes time and also effort as well. Uh, and what I'm doing now, which I'm going to jump into like uh, in a few minutes, what I'm doing now is kind of also something not new for me. So I used to have it during my medical school. So it's, I would say like they are two aligned paths. It's not that like I've left medicine forever. No, it's still with me. And I wanted, I might practice it in the future. But at the same time,
same time, I have another like career with me as well. And I think I, I feel privileged to be honest, to have like two career paths at the same time. One of them is so hard, like medicine. And the other one is also like quite interesting for me. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's it. And that is... Uh, yeah, so I work as search engine optimization specialist, SEO specialist, um, and this is kind of related to the content, related to the technical audit of the websites, etc. So it's a bit more uh, about dealing with Google algorithm and how to rank your websites in Google uh, first page results. So that's like mainly what I'm doing right now. And it's one of the marketing field, digital marketing field. Um, so yeah and I really enjoy it uh, the reason why I enjoy it is that it's always trendy and there's always something new within SEO so like and so many people are going into digitalized world right now so we are living into the world of digitalization I would say so it's always it's it keeps updating it keeps like you know always changing so it makes me challenged to know always about the most recent trends in SEO Especially if you go into like um, mix something with med tech and yeah. just knowing how to promote this, how to get people to know about things. Yeah. And exactly. Exactly. I yeah. think you're absolutely brilliant for the fact that you have two completely different tracks of careers that you can intersect. But the fact is like you like you can they can be standalone as well. Yeah. Right. And I don't think a lot of us necessarily have that that wherewithal to do that. Like have those two separate tracks so that you can fall on one in, you know, in the event. Cause I'm assuming that finding a job in Sweden hasn't necessarily been the easiest. Yeah. Tasks, right. <laughs> yeah. Many of our listeners are very much in the same space. Totally agree. I would say also that surviving in Sweden is not that easy in comparison to many other countries, since Sweden is one of the most expensive countries in the world. And mm -hmm. as well as I think like, yeah, uh, yet everyone here speaks English, but you somehow need Swedish you need Swedish to survive in this country. So I think that surviving in Sweden like and getting a good job uh, is not that easy job uh, or yeah. not easy task on you. So yeah, yeah, it took me effort and time and of course money uh, to be here with you. And I'm glad that I have made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to talk about one more thing. Yeah. And, and this is your, your side thing that you do. Are you a social media influencer? Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us yeah. that story. Where, where did that story begin? <laughs> Yeah, so yes, uh, I am considered as a social media influencer. I have um, around 163,000 followers on my Facebook account. And uh, it started seven years ago, uh, where I just like, I deleted my old Facebook account. And then I wanted to open or to have a new account that only talks about science, news, medicine, tech, marketing, etc. All this uh, like interesting topics for me. Um, and then I opened this account and uh, I decided to be only me account. So it started with zero, no friends, no like followers at all. And then I looked into like, uh, I found a group talking about science news and I started to publish some posts on this group. Mm -hmm. um, and then I found people interested in what I'm talking about and the way that I deliver the information for them. And uh, they kind of tried to add me 
um, and then follow me. And then I told myself, oh, that's interesting. Like people, you, I, I have, I might have some audience or some people who listen to me right now. And then I start to publish on my Facebook account some medical information, some useful posts for youth as well, like um, how to learn a language fast, some medical factors that like many people don't know, uh, and also like uh, top 10 interesting websites on the internet, all this stuff. And when I started posting this, I found many people interested in what I'm talking about. And then they kind of started to follow me, add me, all of this. And I went from zero followers, zero friends to more than 163,000 followers and more than 4,000 friends. Wow. Wild. <laughs> wild. And so what what is the name? Where where would we find this well, we, to follow? Cuz that sounds because it's in Arabic, right? Is it? Yeah, oh. but Facebook like uh have uh, Facebook has this like automated translation That's so you true. could find it okay. in English yes. as well. Yes. And then we have we have a lot of listeners that also true. can read and speak Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. uh what is the the name? Yeah, they can just write my name uh, into Facebook search and it will appear as the first uh, search oh, results. Do you have a blue tick? Uh, yeah, so like uh-huh. Mustafa Goma. So like they can kind, uh, they can write. We will write. link to that too <laughs> afterwards. Yes, yeah. we will do that. Yeah, yeah sure. So people yeah. can look it up because it sounds really interesting. Ah, it's fascinating. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. Um, so d- I think that is us almost up for time. Yeah. So anything else you wanted us to cover? Well, uh, one thing, do you have any tips on anything uh, in Uppsala, Stockholm or Sweden that you think people should check out, like a really cool restaurant you found or like an activity to do or place or something to see? Yeah, Uh, I would say that Sweden has an amazing infrastructure of uh, swimming pools and volleyballs and all of this like sports related uh, stuff and I would definitely recommend people to take advantage of this because it's not in many so in many other countries uh, have this like infrastructure good infrastructure I mean you can find a swimming hall at least like in every city in Sweden which is amazing so that's also something I think people need to know about so just search on Google and see as uh, the next playground or like a sports field uh, close to you and you will find many so that's something I really like about Sweden it, that Swedish people they do appreciate working out they do appreciate the sports in a way that not so many other countries do that's a great tip that's yes <laughs> that's you. wonderful thank you thank you so much for being on uh, it was so nice to meet you and now I have to check out your uh, your Facebook yeah sure page <laughs> and uh, get that uh, Facebook translator to yeah. work <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. This is one of my first podcasts ever. So I really enjoyed it. And thanks (laughs) to Shana. Thank you as well.